Our scripture reading for this first Sunday of Advent comes from Isaiah 64. I'm going to be reading from uh, verses 8 through 12. And I'm reading from the Common English Bible version. Maybe a bit different from the screen. But it's the same, it's the same message. Huh? Amen. But now, Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are our potter. All of us are the work of your hand. Don't rage so fiercely, Lord. Don't hold our sins against us forever. But gaze now on your people. All of us, your holy cities, have come a wilderness. Zion has become a wilderness. Jerusalem is a wasteland. A holy, glorious house where our ancestors praised you has gone up in flames. All that we treasure has come a ruin. After all of this, will you hold back, Lord? Will you keep silent and torment us so terribly? This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. God, I give you thanks in this day that you allow us to be together once again. I pray that you pray your Holy Spirit and all of us continue to talk to us, use me as your instrument and that everything that you're just about to say come from you and be for the glory of, uh, uh, for you, for your glory, and for the edification of your church. In your name we pray. Amen. Uh, many that know, that know me, and they have, maybe you have been with me in a Bible study, know that I like movies, right? And I will be quoting movies here and there, and I probably in one of two sermons I have quoted movies. So today is not an exception. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like movies, and I like to watch these movies. Uh, uh, they are called Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, Thirteen. You know, you know those movies. There's a there's a picture in there, uh, Ocean's Eleven, and I, I like I like the uh, I like that the whole thing. And the, the first thing that I like, or kind of feel like, uh, I don't know how I feel. Next picture is that man. They are so pretty. You know, like you. How can People be that pretty, you just feel like, you know, oh, depressed. You look at the mirror and say, man. And they're always nice. Uh, uh, even if they are like scruffy looking, they look always sharp and in control. And man, they are like this swag and this suave, right? That's one thing. But I also like the idea of the movie, Next Picture, that they always are plotting. You know, this com complex thing that they're going to do, and there's this part of the plan, and of this scheme, and they have to do this, accomplish this, and to accomplish this, accomplish that. And of course, down the road, there is always something that is, goes wrong, and they have to figure it out. And then there is the plot, and there is a subplot of the subplot, right? So there is always going on at all times. So I like that is why I like... Uh, those kinds of movies, Oceans 11, 12, and 13. But if you think about it, and I think about it, after I've been watching these movies for a while, uh, I think about it, hmm, I'm rooting for the guys who are scheming people. And, you know, obviously the, the movie kind of tried to pertain the people that are stealing money from, that they are, you know, these cruel people. But nonetheless, it's their money, right? And they are stealing money from a casino. So I... Basically, I'm rooting for a thief. Yay, the thieves. Yay, go. Steal the money. Steal the money. Now, I thought of this movie, uh, Ocean's 13, 11 and on, because in one way or another, 
I think that consciously or unconsciously, at times we approach this Advent season as this swagger kind of thing, right? We want to swagger our way through Advent, and uh, we don't necessarily pay attention to the, the whole season. Let me, let, me, let, let, let me explain what I mean by make, make our way around and swag and plot. So th- our first swag comes when we decorate perfectly outside of our house, right? And we are like, we suddenly are OCD, that every single light has to be in the perfect line, in the perfect angle, with you know, the perfect light outside. And inside, you put all these decorations, and again, it has to be in the perfect side, in, you know, in a perfectly 90-degree angle, and the lights, and the tree, and you put your stockings out, and you start to plan your uh, Christmas uh, uh, Eve dinner with family or friends or combine or whatever, and you plan your Christmas day, day, and you start to go shopping for people, right? Right? And you start to make your list, what do you want, what you don't want, I don't care, but you do care, right? What do you want for Christmas? I, I don't know, I don't care, but you do care because you have a secret a secret list, and you start to watch Oprah's 100 things, you know, that she likes, and you start to make notes, oh, I like that, I like, oh, that's too expensive, maybe not, maybe I buy safe, uh, and then you start to see uh, those, uh, you start to, to QVC, that's what it is, QVC, those trinkets that you can put on the stockings, you know, it can be a better way, if you want to slice a potato this way, there can be a better way, you know, those kinds of things, so, I mean, all this going on and on and on, and then suddenly you wake up December 27th, and the, where did the month go, right? What happened? And, and of course, part of your schedule is come to church, right? Part of our schedule is come to church. Uh, but then again, 20, December 27th comes, and, and, and the, the season is over, so to speak. I mean, it's not over, over, but you know, all the hoo-ha is gone, and, and we're still like, well, what happened? Right? We just wake up and, hmm, I did not feel the season this time. I wonder why. And, and even though I, we always say, right, this is the season when everything is about Jesus. And we do, right? Every, 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 everywhere we go, we do with everything we say. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas, whatever you want to say. And we again put out all our nativity and everything. It's about Jesus. But many times during this Advent season, we don't spend any time or little time with Jesus. Right? And that's why I'm saying that we swag our way and we want to kind of cheat God. That I was there, God. I was there. You didn't transform me this time, but I was there, you know. I was there. And the reality is that we do not trick God. We trick ourselves. Right? We trick ourselves. So Advent season, today is the first Sunday of Advent. In the Advent season, much like Lent, it's a time for us to look into ourselves, to look into parts of our heart, parts of our soul, parts that thing needs to be tweaked, needs to be changed. And I'm not saying all of our lives. It may need all of our lives need to be changed. But maybe what is the thing that you can think of top of your head that needs to be addressed? That Jesus needs to come and transform it and touch it. And what is the, during this Advent season is that uh, 
can be, be anew and born anew when that Christ child is born on December 25th. Now, the scripture today, you may, let me just read a, a parts of it. Don't rage so fiercely, Lord. Don't hold our sins against us forever. Zion has become a wilderness, Jerusalem a wasteland. Our holy, glorious house where ancestors praised you has gone up in flames. You can say, Carlos, can you please have picked a more cheerful passage for Advent, first Sunday of Advent? Come on, it's Advent! We need to be like joy to the world, right? Believe it or not, this is the passage that comes from the lectionary. But I think that it's a perfect, a perfect passage to start Lent, I mean Lent, huh, Advent with. Because let us, let us think back to Isaiah. So Isaiah is writing at a time where the exile in Babylon is, has just ended. And they have spent 80 years plus in exile in Babylon. Right? All these Israelites have been their uh, captives and they were longing to come back home. Finally, they are freed. They are, you know, coming back home. And what did they find? Ruins. Level city. Temple destroyed. Everything up in flames. Now what? And that is why I think that it is so appropriate, this passage. Because the people of God needed to come to that realization, to face the brutal facts. We are strayed. We thought that maybe through other gods, we can find comfort. We thought that maybe by military might, we might find comfort. We thought that maybe by uh, having all this pleasure, we find comfort. And when they are faced and destroyed, they realize that only God can make them be... Uh, they are clay in God's hands and they can be something new again. And that is why, it's, again, it is not a, a, uh, a passage of doom and gloom, but it's a passage of honesty and hope. Because he says, later says in the passage, we are the clay, you are our father, you are the potter, and we all are the work of your hand. God is not done with his people just yet. And out of that desperate time, God molds them back into a new thing, right? The city is rebuilt. The walls are rebuilt. The temple is rebuilt. Their lives are rebuilt. The strength is back. Because late, not, not, not much later, they're going to face another empire that's trying to un, 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 uh, kill them all. Right? And they have the strength to go through all that. Because now they are depending on God. So here we are again in another Advent season. Here we are again. I mean, how many Advent seasons have you gone through? Many times, right? Amen? So here, here's another one. Here's another one. But here we have the choice. 
that we can go through the motions and we can, again, swag our way through Advent, be a little bit Ocean's Eleven type thing, right? Or we can face the brutal facts of our own lives. We can say, God, my heart feels, this part of my heart feels like a wasteland. This part of my life feels like it's up in flames. This part of my heart feels like, man, I cannot bear with it anymore. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, you are the Father. I am the clay. Mold me. Prepare me. Guide me into something new. So this is the Sunday of hope. So hope is not found underneath the tree in some box. Hope is not found on the stocking, on the trinkets that we may find, right? Like the uh, spinner thingy. Ooh, yeah. Hope is not found by putting lights straight and the perfect decoration at home and being the perfect host on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve. Prepare the best dinner or supper. Hope is not found uh, we just make it through Christmas. Hope is found when we allow ourselves to look into our own heart, into our brokenness, into our loneliness, into our anger, frustration, whatever that may be, and let God mold us back again. Hope is found when we recognize that our life is not perfect and it's tweaking. Hope comes when we let the potter mold us. And only then, and only then, we can say, joy to the world, the Lord has come. So I pray that during this season, You have spent a lot of time with Jesus, for real. That that little part of your heart, little part of your soul, little part of your life may be changed. That the potter comes and renew your walls, renew your temple, renew your life in whatever way that needs to be done. So that it gives you strength for the next, next part of our lives. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.